Starkville's House of L. I'm once again Tim. And as you know, Derek and Houston are ill and could not make it to the show again this week. But they asked me to fill in for them to review the episodes that you, the listeners, voted to be reviewed on the show. But before we get into that, exactly 10 to 15 minutes after I got done recording episode 58 of Shoe, a trailer on after Beauty and the Geek and was posted on DevotedToSmallville.com. And it made me kind of mad that I wasn't able to talk about this trailer last time, but I'm thrilled to be talking about it now. This trailer featured very exciting footage of the new Season 7. It starts with Clark talking to the Martian Manhunter, saying that, that it is time. And Martian Manhunter says that that once you begin, there's no going back. And they, I believe they showed next a clip of Chloe in a hospital bed, you know, being trying to be revived back to life. And that Clark says, there's no reason for me to stay. And they show lots of clips of Bizarro and Clark fighting, and they show a clip of, of Bizarro being charged by Kryptonite. And Clark says to something to the effect, how do I stop someone who has all of my powers and none of my weaknesses? And then there's some more clips of Lois in the midst of the damn rubble and Lex saying to someone, I won't re- it won't be long now before I find out the truth. And they showed various clips of, of Supergirl flying, which is an improvement of the last teaser that they showed of Supergirl flying before. So this trailer really got me excited for Season 7 and got me pumped to see what this new season of Smallville is going to bring us. And they also showed new clips from Clark inside a revitalized, not dead, fortress. And they also showed a clip of a ship being illuminated to light in, in a room. I have yet to discern whether this ship is the black ship from Season 5 or if this is Kara's ship being being held somewhere. Don't know yet, but we are soon to find out in just a couple of weeks when Smallville will premiere again. So I'm definitely excited for this premiere and for Season 7. Season 7 looks to be a very intense season from what we've heard. It's going to be continued on the high that Season 6 left us on. And this is just my personal opinion, but I definitely enjoyed Season 6. I really thought with everything, with the Phantom Zoners 33.1 and the Justice League and Green Arrow and Martian Manhunter and leaving off with Bizarro, I believe that Season 6 was a very strong season. And Season 7 will, I believe, will only continue the trend because that Bizarro will not be vanquished in in the season premiere as, as we know, but will be a continued villain. So that will be very interesting. But let's get into the episodes. The episode that you voted for Season 2 is, epi- is Season 2, Episode 7, called Lineage. And I have the official... I dug deep into some websites and found the official description for Lineage, and I'll read that right now. The Sins of the Fathers, a stunning flashback episode, reveals what happened after the meteor shower. A mysterious woman shows up claiming to be Clark's mother, prompting the Kent's to tell Clark what happened after they discovered him in the cornfield that fateful day. Clark discovers why his father hates the Luthers, how his adoption was fixed, and who really rescued Lex from the edge of death. 
so, so this episode was was a very good episode. I thought. I think that it really kind of it was kind of a j- junction point for you know old plot lines that were you know left dangling in season one and resolved in this episode, and some plot lines that began with this episode and continued on into later seasons. Like in the, in this episode, we learned that Lana has a biological father, and that and that Louis Lang was not her biological father, but Henry Small was her biological father. And this was a uh, plot line that I was not uh, particularly favored with, and I'm kind of glad that they gave it a gave it a break. So, and there was also the plot line of Chloe's mother, which was, you know, a very spread out plot line. Because, you know, it it was mentioned in this episode and not even talked about in Season 3. Talked about, I think, maybe once in Season 4 and then talked to, touched on again in Season 5 when, when more about this mental illness thing came about. And then in Season 6, we finally got the resolution of this plot line. But I don't think we've heard the last of this plot line. Probably, I'm sure it'll be shoved down our throats some more times. But another plot line that was brought up in this episode was the plot line of Lucas Luther. Lucas Luther, Lionel Luther's illegitimate son, was also brought up, and this was not resolved till at least seven episodes after this. So it wasn't really something that they didn't really talk about it much in between those seven episodes. So, but. You know, Smallville has done better in resolving these plot lines as they've proved in this past season and will prove again in this next season. But I think that's all the plot lines that... Oh, how could I forget the most important plot line of, the, of them all? What happened during the meteor shower? That was, you know, something that could have been touched on, you know, in in the middle in the middle of the first season. But they did it in the second season, which I think was a smart move on the, on the people in Smallville's part. Because I think they they wanted to first establish Lionel Luther as a character. I think they wanted to you know have time for John Glover to you know grow into his role as Lionel Luther, so that they can you know establish this connection and why why Jonathan Kent hates the Luthers and why how the adoption worked and, th- and this plot line was you know kind of. You know, this this is another plotline that was resolved in this episode. This plotline was touched on in season one, and I don't remember what the episode was offhand, but it was the episode in which, and I'm sure we're going to get tons of emails about this, but it was the episode in which Chloe was kind of digging in. I think it was zero. It might have been zero. I think it could have been zero. Might have been. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't remember. I'm sure we'll get tons of email on it. I don't remember at this time. But, yeah, that was another plot that was resolved in this episode. But some other things about this episode that I liked. One of the things that were was great in this episode was the flashback. And I'm such a huge fan of flashback episodes. I mean, I've seen episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, of Supernatural, of Kyle XY, Heroes, Angel, and... Star Trek and all my favorite shows when they employ flashbacks and I think you know it this episode on its own without the flashbacks would have been very weak. I think it would have just I mean it wouldn't have been too terribly weak but it would 
would have suffered some, but the flashbacks made the episode more interesting because I think that everyone was touched up with the with the right amount of makeup that they that they I mean it looks as if this as if this these flashbacks were were filmed for the pilot and maybe set aside or something, and then they'll and then they put these scenes again in the episode. It looks like they were just lifted from the pilot, but they were not lifted from the pilot because, and you know how I know? Because the Smallville Medical Center is in the the flashback, and the Smallville Medical Center was not established until the middle of season one, when Lana Lang could obtain a a right amount of head injuries to 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 land her her own wing in the hospital. So that's how I know it wasn't filmed. Well, maybe it was, or maybe I'm I'm just an idiot. Who knows? But I think you know, without without the flashbacks, I think it would it would have suffered. But I think still with the flashbacks, with still with the flashbacks, it made for a better, great episode. Because you know, this is you know something that's like I said been talked about for a while. But let's just do a small recap of the episode. The episode begins with. With Clark, Martha, and Jonathan getting ready for the day, and Clark takes off, and a strange woman is entering, snooping around Clark's Clark's pictures and in the Kent home, which uh, you know, even if this is Smallville, <laughs> I still think that you know they still should lock their doors, even if it is Smallville. I mean, this this was 2002, and you know, people did still lock their doors in 2002. But then this, then after Chloe, Pete, and Clark are talking, and can I just say about everybody in this episode that everybody looks so freaking young, and you know people, you know smart alecky, go come up to me and say, "Well, Tim, it was season two, but still, everyone looks so amazingly young. I mean, they look great, <laughs> but it's just funny." And Chloe, Clark, and Peter talking about Hercules and Zeus, how they, you know. How her, how Hera cheated not cheated on Zeus cheated on Hera, so as to have Hercules and blah 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 blah. Kind of a you know in Smallville in the early days of Smallville they like to you know put these historical anecdotes in literature as as uh, if as to apply to the episode. And you know with this they did a pretty good job, but it's it's only caught on the second viewing. Like you really don't notice anything about it in the first episode. And then a woman shows up claiming to be Clark's mother. This woman is named Rachel Dunleavy. And we learn later in the episode that she and Lionel Luther had an affair and she was forced to put the child up for forced to put their unborn child up for adoption. And which which also makes me think if uh if Lionel was actually <laughs> actually sent her a pair of earrings as a consolation prize, along with forcing her to get rid of the baby, because we know in, in later episodes from a season four episode named Bound that that's what Lionel did when he had an affair with a woman. He would uh, send them a pair of earrings. So I don't know. Maybe it was the earrings that she uh, wore in the episode. Who knows? <laughs> but you know, if, I wonder if they could go back and just fix that. It's like Lionel also gave me these earrings. <laughs> Anyway, um, this woman, Rachel Dunleavy, tries to get Jonathan and Martha, you know, to uh, get her to see Clark, because she's convinced that Clark is her her bio son, to coin a, a, a hero's term. Jonathan, and I really like Jonathan in this scene. I mean, John Schneider is, is great, and, 
and, and Mr. Schneider, if you're listening, love you. Loved everything you you do as an actor, and especially loved you on Smallville. I think he was really great in this scene because because you he he understand probably understands what they're going through because they didn't have kids for a while and can, and understood the heartache that it caused them. But he still stood by that Clark was their son. He they raised him, and you see this kind of passion in Jonathan's voice in a later episode, Rosetta, where he insists to Clark that that he is his father. And has always maintained that that Jonathan is Clark's father, which is always very interesting. And but he says that never should contact them again. So then she tries the route of Lex, and says that you know, like I think you should try and talk to Clark because I know you're really good friends, and you know he could be your brother. And also Lex isn't entirely turned off by the idea. I mean he is actually kind of flattered because you know at this point in Smallville the Lex and Clark were very very good friends so I think Clark Lex was actually kind of you know liking the idea that he and Clark could be brothers because he's obviously been very touched by Clark and obviously likes the idea but then meanwhile at Smallville High Clark is sitting sitting at Chloe's desk and is, is saw that she's been getting emails from a Rachel Dunleavy and first, Chloe's shocked that she was looking at their emails, and then, and then Clark has a massive blowout with Chloe, saying and you know says things that he he shouldn't have, and about Chloe's mom, how Chloe's mom has hasn't appeared in Smallville in years, and and that that she's not likely to show up again, and it's kind of hurtful, and it's kind of a. It, it, it and and it's really well acted by Tom Welling. There's a really um, high emotions hit in this scene, and Tom Welling and Allison Mack really hit it on hit it on the ballpark on this one. And then Chloe, Chloe, and then Clark leaves, and then Chloe says, "You should know that Metropolis United Charities, which is the place that that Clark was adopted at, and also interesting to note that was where the place where Lucas Luther." Rachel Dunleavy's son, unborn son, was supposed to have been born, and Chloe mentions that it was founded by Lionel Luther. So he, so she leaves, and he leaves, and then Chloe is kind of in a wreck, and then Lana shows up, and because you know we can't have a, a Smallville episode without Lana, and and Lana shows up, and 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 you know kind of confides, and it's like, well, Clark and I had a massive blowout, blah 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 blah. And um, then she says that shows him the picture with with her mother with somebody, and that he could be her biological father, and find out her name. His name was Henry Small, from the Smallville Smalls, the first family, the uh, Smallville's first family. So then Chloe gets some information, and Lana starts to go visit this Henry Small person. So she goes to the house, and and Henry Small is is furiously on the phone and and saying like, well, they're boy, well, they're illegally dumping on on Crater Lake or something to that effect. And he is really po'd and smashes his phone, and you hear it smashed to pieces. <laughs> which I would hate to be his wife or anybody living in his house to or anyone who want to cross the fury of Henry Small. My thing is like, can I help you? And first, he s- surmises Lana to be a law student, but 
says that she's not a law student, but that she is Lana Lang, and that she is her biological daughter, and he dismisses it and is like, no, it's old history. What do you want me to say? And she's like, I think you should leave. But before before she leaves, she compares her to the Nazis. I don't remember how she did so, but I remember she, that he did. And saying that he would never go into the Talon because he boycotts it. Not because he has a thing against coffee, but because he has a thing against the Luthers. So she leaves. And then Clark goes home to his parents, and and he's, he, he basically has the attitude. He's like, okay, what's going on here? I want to know what what the dealio is with my adoption. Chloe told me that, that Lionel Luther owns Metropolis United Charities and that I was the only adoption they ever placed and what's going on. And this is where the flashbacks begin. Jonathan tells Clark the truth for the first time in about 16, I think 15 years that the, the meteor shower happened and we had those, those same clips from the pilot and with a little bit of the same old school music, which was nice. And then we, we had some, some new clips where, where Jonathan takes the truck of somebody, stashes the, uh, not the giant pinecone spaceship, but the new Superman symbol spaceship. <laughs> if you recall, the, the spaceship in the pilot was a giant pinecone. Then Jonathan comes across Lionel Luther, asks, asking him to save Lex, and he does save Lex, and they take him into the truck with Lionel. So we got Clark, Lionel, Jonathan, Martha, Lex. That's it. Yeah, that's it. In, in this truck, and it's where Clark and Lex meet for the very first time, and is very debatable among fans. Trust me, I know of how they actually, of when they actually met, whether it was in the pilot or in this moment. But then Jonathan takes Lex to to Smallville Medical Center. Lionel urges Jonathan to call Lionel about you know setting up an about anything that he could do for them. And Clark doesn't understand why he kept that, why Jonathan kept that from him. But then Sheriff Ethan shows up, and when I saw this, it just <laughs> it, it it gave me a feeling of nostalgia and reminded me directly of how abrupt he left the show. But then we have, then Sheriff Ethan asks Jonathan to set up a DNA test because that's what Rachel Dunleavy has asked for. So they they have a DNA test, and then uh. They take Clark's blood, and and Jonathan tells them they have to get a hold of that DNA test. And then Clark says something interesting. He says, that is if I have DNA. And, you know, Clark never knows he has DNA until the end of Season 6, when Bizarro, uh, after Bizarro emerges out of Clark in a copy of Clark's body, and Clark asks what happened, and he says, I took a piece of your DNA. So we do know that Clark Kent has DNA. So then Clark and Pete sabotage the test by spitting in the little vial. And then we find out that then Rachel Dunleavy goes to Lionel Luther saying, you sabotaged the test. I don't, I don't know how you did it, but you did it. And Lionel and Rachel have an, a little thing. And Lionel tries to you know kind of flirt with, with Rachel a little bit. And then she leaves in, in, a, in a flurry because... She, you know, Lionel repeatedly, you know, hints that she might be insane. But then, then Miss Dunleavy leaves. Miss Dunleavy leaves, and it is learned that 
that she kidnaps Lex in hopes that that, she, that Lionel will announce that the adoption was a sham and that Clark was not his real his real son. And so then, in, in the midst of this, and then in the midst of this whole DNA thing, Martha reveals how she came up with with the name Clark. And and it's also a very interesting part in, in this in this scene that uh, that uh, Jonathan said when it's found out that they were had adopted Clark. Jonathan says, "Oh, you know us, Ethan. We don't we don't we keep to ourselves. But this is, has been in the works for some time." And it's it's very funny because <laughs> little does Jonathan know that this um, landing of Clark into the Kent's laps has been in the works by Jorel for some time. And it's just very interesting that Jonathan would say those words. That it almost as if there could have been a connection between Jonathan and Jorel, as there will be later. So a bit, a little bit of a foreshadowing there. I don't, I don't think it. Uh, was intended as such as at the time of the episode's conception by Alan Miles, but as this was an episode that was written by them, but it was very very fun nonetheless. And then, and then Lionel calls a press conference and says. Meanwhile, Lionel calls a press conference and says that she, he will never give in to Rachel's demands, and which is not what Rachel was hoping for, and. But and threatens to possibly kill kill Lex because she is in because now he is in her house that he bought with the money that she that Lionel paid paid her to keep her mouth shut and and in the meantime Chloe and Clark have a, have a little makeup session makeup session where they kind of you know he discuss Chloe's mom and obviously this story with Chloe's mom was um, altered as seasons would go by as it was revealed that she was in a mental institution and blah, blah, blah. But then Clark goes to save Lex and and Chloe, and Chloe witness... Not Chloe, but Rachel witnesses for herself Clark's abilities. And then Clark... And, and also Clark and Lana have a scene where they, you know, kind of discuss the whole biological parent thing and... And it made me realize that this is why they did the whole Henry Small as Lana's biological father, to bring Clark and Lana closer together so that they could have something to talk about. Because Clark, was, you know, in this season, was kind of discovering his biological roots, and and Lana was you know discovering her, his, her biological roots as well. So I think this is why they did it. But... And, all, and then at the end of the episode... Um, Clark says to to Jonathan that that it's okay that his her his, her secret his secret is safe that no one will believe Rachel Dunleavy even if even if he had told told everybody because she was crazy as we saw in the episode and then Jonathan tells Clark the rest of the truth that that uh that Lionel had arranged Clark's adoption and that. She, he would threaten to expose the adoption if threaten to expose the adoption if Jonathan in turn did not convince the Rosses to sell their cream corn factory and Jonathan and this is also speaks miles on Jonathan's character this move here where he where he doesn't make Clark feel responsible 
end, which even if it is his fault, even if it is because of, of him, he would never let him feel that way. And also the scene between Lionel and Jonathan's first meeting in the Kent Barn is very reminiscent to the scene of their last meeting in the Kent Barn in the 100th episode of the series, the 12th episode of season 5, called Reckoning. It was just very, very poignant. Lex and Lionel talk about Lucas Luther, and Lionel says that Lucas died after his first birthday, but then after Lex leaves, we found out that this was not the case. So... That is Lineage. That is episode 7 of season 2, Lineage. I think I'd give this one a 4 out of 5. I think it was good. And I think if it didn't have the flashbacks, like I said, I think it would it could have gone terribly the other way. So it was definitely a great episode. And now we go to episode 8 of season 3, entitled Shattered. And the official description for this episode reads, Morgan Edge returns to Smallville. Lex locates Morgan Edge and gets him to admit to dirty dealings with Lionel, but before Lex can take it to the authorities, someone tries to kill him in the mansion. Barely surviving, Lex flees and asks Clark for help. However, when Clark returns to the mansion to investigate, he finds nothing amiss and begins to wonder if it really happened, especially after Lionel announces that Lex has had a psychotic break and must be institutionalized. So this was a good episode. It was definitely... I give high acting chops to Michael Rosamond for accomplishing all the things he accomplishes in this episode. So we begin this episode with Le- with Morgan Edge getting plastic surgery. Now this is due to the fact that they could... that they could not get Rudger Hauer, who played Morgan Edge in the premiere of season 3, so they got... Patrick Bergen to play it, play him, and I think he did a, a, a pretty good job. So Morgan Edge is getting plastic surgery, and you see he has kryptonite rosary, and then Lex comes in and gets him to admit that he, that he and his father killed his grandparents. And then as he's in the mansion, he gets attacked by ninjas, of all people, ninjas in Smallville, who knew? And, and Darius, his guard, tries to protect him, but then Lex dives out of the mansion window and flees. So then we have our Smallville thing, and then Clark comes into into the farm to find Lex bloodied up and basically paranoid, and he's like, Lex? And he's just, and, he, and, and Lex tells Clark what had happened, and he says, I says, I need you to go to the mansion for me. And he covers up for Lex by saying he has to do some homework, and then Clark goes to the scene, and he goes to check out the scene and finds that, you know, as in the description, that nothing is amiss. And begins to, you know, questions like, okay, well, he's kind of wondering what's going on here, and and then and then Clark goes to Lex saying, well, there's nothing there, and 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 he's like, well, they must have had cleaners to cover up, and and such, and. You know, he's beginning to sound a little a little strange. So so then Clark goes to Chloe and says that Lex has been in trouble and that he's gotten himself into a little risky business. And he's like, well, is Lex all right? And and he says he, he'll be fine. We just need to know how to how to help him. Like, okay. 
So then Clark and Chloe go to the mansion to see what is up with Lex, and then Jonathan and Martha say that, you know, like, well, Lionel and Lionel has something to say to you. And he says, he says, have you seen Lex, Clark? And he says, like, no, denying everything. He says, no, I haven't seen Lex. And then, and he's like, why, why is Lex missing? He's like, well, Lex has had a psychotic break. It began at the island in the premiere. And he's like, well, I, I'm sure he'll, he'll find you. He says, well, we need to get him the help he needs. And so then Clark goes to see Lex about it, and because Lex had overheard the, their entire conversation, so Clark goes to see Lex about it and finds that he is uh, holding a, a wrapped piece of towel. I couldn't tell if it was a blanket or a towel, but it was a wrapped piece of cloth, and he's singing it. The uh, a lullaby song, you know, da 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 da, da. and I don't know how it goes offhand, even though I just barely watched the episode, like just before recording this show, and and he's uh, saying, "Well, my father woke him. It's it's my baby brother, Julian," and and I have to give credit to Michael Rosenbaum because every whenever he's you know acting this crazy the whole episode, it's just he's really really good especially when he is singing this song when he is singing this song it sounds creepy i mean i just remember there were parts of it because i've seen the episode before i was singing along with and especially when he says and if that diamond glass gets broke i'm gonna buy you a little toy boat and it it was just funny and then and then in the next scene clark goes to jonathan you to confide basically tell him what's going on he's just so are you saying that that you've hid Lex this whole time? Why did you do it? It's like I, I didn't know what to do, and he confides and says that Morgan Edge may still be alive, and and he's like Morgan Edge is alive, and you know he, Jonathan reminds the audience that he knows Clark's secret and he knows that Kryptonite can kill, and so in saying that he knows the secret, knows Kryptonite can kill. And then he also says he said that he got plastic surgery, and, he's, and then this is when Jonathan starts to question it. When uh, first, when he says Morgan Edge, he's like, "All right, well, we gotta f- get to the bottom of this, son. You should listen to your mom." And um, but then when he says that he's had plastic surgery, he's like, "Plastic surgery? Come on, don't you think that's just a little bit hokey?" And he's like, I, "I don't know. I really, I really believe him." And and you know everyone's trying to convince Clark. Martha and Jonathan are trying to convince Clark to turn him over to Lionel. And then Lex comes out and says, "Um, and says that I overheard you talking." He says, "You know, I thought we were friends, Clark, and all this stuff." And then Chloe says that he was watching over him. He's like, "Oh, her too." And and then and then he's like, "I'm, I'm gonna go to the place where I tracked down Morgan Edge." And he's like, "Clark." And then Clark goes up to him and says, "Hey, hey, 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 hey Lex, let's think things over." And then, Clark, and then Lex gives crazily and and an ultimatum. And says, "Clark, you are either with me or against me. Choose right now." And and then Clark chooses to go with Lex. So Lex goes with him to the the place where Lex met Morgan Edge earlier in the episode. And they go inside the, the warehouse to find that everything has been replaced by a sweatshop. And Lex doesn't understand why. And he's just like, oh my 
gosh, who what could have done this? My father, he he's covering up, and he says one he, he says one of my favorite lines, and you know you know this line, I mean, I, this is definitely a great episode for for Michael Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum definitely delivers on this episode in so many ways. I mean, in this in this scene, you just see you you just see that you know he had his heart set on I'm gonna find Edge. This is where he's gonna be. This is you know. And I'm gonna show Clark, and I'm gonna show everybody that I'm not crazy. And then, and then you see, like it's it's almost as if Lex's world is crashing down on him. And Michael Rosenbaum just plays this great, and he says this great line. And when when Clark tries to, you know, you know, you know kind of counter what he's saying, and and. And he's like, yeah, it's all part of the cover-up, Clark. Like, my father could have done this, could have done that, could have done that. And it's like, it's like, I know my father's behind this. So then they go go back to the Luther mansion, and and they find that everything is, you know, all good, and the, the mansion is all in one place. And he's just like, what's this going on? And then then he sees Darius, the guard, who was obviously shot at during earlier in the episode. And he's just wondering what's up, and it's just and the way that this is done through through the episode is just brilliant. Because it's just like like Lex, you know, know he knew he experienced those things, and you know, and is convinced he's being drugged, and because he knows he experienced those things, he knows he's not crazy. But even though everything around him is convincing him, convincing him that he is, then uh, then to to make things worse, the doctor comes in. And starts saying that you th- that you threw a, a va- vase at the at the last time we, we we were meeting because Clark earlier had collected a a a piece of glass earlier, and that was the evidence of of Lex throwing a vase at the at, at the at the window. Couldn't even think of the right word. So then Lex takes Darius's gun and. And is threatening to sh- is threatening to shoot everybody, telling everybody to get down except Clark. And he says, "Well, maybe I am crazy, Clark. I honestly don't know anymore. But even if I am, are you just gonna let them put me away?" And this is just really was is putting Clark's friendship is he's just torn between reason and friendship between Lex because you know you know Clark he's wanting to believe that Lex is. Is is saying he, he doesn't he doesn't know what he what he what to do anymore. He just doesn't know how how he's gonna you know survive you know how their friendship is gonna survive this whole ordeal. And it's just crazy, <laughs> to no pun intended. But then Clark takes Lex to the Smallville stables where he meets Lana, and 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 then he find and then Clark tells Lana that he wants wants him to look after Lex. And that Lex may be being tracked and maybe being looked after, and 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 he, he said that. He, and Lana asked, "Why didn't you tell me all this?" Is this is because because if Lex is right, I, it would put everyone else in danger, and I promised I would never put you through that this situation again. And like, and Lana asked, "What's going on here?" And, and Clark says, I, "I wish I knew." So he he goes to Chloe. And Chloe had looked up some things about Lex's past behavior, and um, Chloe says that there had that Lex had been exhibiting some quote bizarro behavior. To which Clark says, "What do you mean bizarro?" So both 
Chloe and Clark said Bizarro in this episode. Kind of funny, since we're two weeks away from Season 7, where Bizarro will be a recurring villain in the show. So Chloe tells him that that after Lex's brother died, he went back to boarding school, and that one of the the hotel the not the hotel servants but the but but the Luther servants caught Lex cradling a a wrapped up blanket, pretending it was Julian and singing it to sleep. He's like, oh dear, what am I gonna do? So then Clark, so then so then Clark starts to to to, to piece things together. It's like, how would the, the drugs be getting into his system? And he's like, like the mansion, everything's brought to him there. Like, I gotta, I gotta look into this. So Clark goes to the mansion, leaving Lana alone with Lex. And Lex is, you know, in there, and he, and Lana gives, gives Lex a drink of chamomile. He's like, like, what is this? It's like it's chamomile. Help you relax. And calls Lana a liar, and and tosses the little cup to the ground and tosses the thermos to the ground and says, you're trying to drug me, Lana, you're trying to drug me. And Lana's trying to calm Lex down. He's like, no, Lex, I would never do that. And and he just, he's like, no. And then he, and he's like, I should never have trusted you. And then starts leaving. And then starts leaving. And Lana tries to stop him, but Lana, but Lex pushes Lana into the stable. And, and Lana is left at the mercy of the horse where her leg is broken. And and Clark tries to tries to save him, save save her, but he's too late. And then Clark is at the. No, he doesn't go to Luther Mansion just yet. Clark is at the Smallville Medical Center, where Lana Lang is once again in the hospital. And Lionel comes to comes to Clark and says, "I don't know who is more crazier, Don Quixote." Or his beloved companion, Sancho Panza, who deliberately encouraged his master's beliefs in all these crazy things. And Clark starts to leave, and he's like, where are you going? And he says, I'm going to find Lex. And I just have to say, I love the way Tom Welling says the word Lex every time he talks. Like, I'm going to find Lex. Like, he's all macho when when Lex is concerned. (laughs) But... And Clark says, I'd watch out if I were you. Lex is convinced you're responsible for everything that's happening to him. And and Lionel says, no, no, I don't want to hear it. If you had delivered Lex to me when I asked you to, we wouldn't be having this conversation, and Miss Lang wouldn't be fighting for her life! Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I, I just I just like the way... I think Lionel... Oh, I mean, I love John Glover, and I think he's a great actor, but I think he definitely overacts in this scene. Where he's just, it's just, it's just funny. Where where he's like, no, no, Miss Lang is fighting for her life. Anyway, it's it's funny. <laughs> but um, but then Clark goes to the mansion, and and Lionel says that I, I have men to uh, that are equipped to protect me, and they will find my son. So Clark goes to the mansion to see what. Had what had been drugged that would cause Lex to be acting this way, so he goes to the mansion and finds Darius just chilling, reading a magazine, <laughs> which I don't know what a soup a uh, a security guard is doing reading a magazine. This um further, you know, solidifies the belief that Luther Corp security guards are useless. 
So so then Clark asks Darius, so so how'd you do it? How how'd the drugs get in Lex's systems? Like I don't know what you're talking about. And then Clark threatens to break his arm. And this is a scene where Clark, you know, is kind of engages in his dark side a little bit and starts, you know, threatening Darius a little bit. And and he he says that it was drugged in the scotch, which is believable because Lex drinks a lot of scotch. So then so then Clark has Darius ask him to meet and have the people who who he's working for meet him at the Smallville stables. But meanwhile, with Lex. Lex is kind of hitchhiking, and he, you know, asks for a ride, and then he slams the the guy who 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 he asked for a ride's head against the against the um, what's it called, the steering wheel, and then he takes the guy's car, takes the guy's rifle, drives to Luther Corp Plaza in Metropolis, where Lionel Luther enters his office, and Lex is waiting for him, and this is a great scene, but with these two. Because Lex, you you think Lex is insane, and Lionel's trying to calm him down. And you know, I give high marks to to John Glover for acting this scene because you really, I mean, it's implied that Lionel killed his parents and then he was in imprisoned for it. But it's very ambiguous as to whether Lionel killed his parents, and this is you know due to the fact that John Glover is such an amazing actor. And that he was able to pull off this role of amb- ambiguity, and and Lex is great in this scene because he's crazy and he says that he knows everything and that he knows he's being drugged and and then and then he, and then he starts hearing crying. Lex starts hearing crying. He's like, "Is it Julian?" He's like, "You know, I can't stand it when he cries, Dad." And then he tell, and then he leads him right to to Morgan Edge, where there is this where Morgan Edge is waiting at a mansion. But meanwhile, with Clark, Clark is waiting at the Smallville stables where a, where a sniper is waiting to kill Clark. But then Clark uses, sneaks up on him, uses his super speed. Okay, okay, tell me where the guy you're working for is or, or, or I start squeezing. Then, then Lex goes to this mansion where Morgan Edge is and Morgan Edge and, and Lex have kind of a standoff where where Morgan Edge reveals that Lionel and Morgan Edge are behind everything, and that it was Lionel's idea to drug Lex, and Edge wanted to kill Lex, but Lionel couldn't stand the thought of losing another child. So then Clark enters the scene, and Edge has his little kryptonite rosary, where he, where Lex, where Edge beats Clark to a pulp, and then. Lex, thinking that Clark's behind the conspiracy, decides to kill him. But then Edge escapes, and then Lex jumps out the window and sees a car heading for him, and he starts to shoot at Edge within the car and and hits him. But then Clark, coming to the rescue in probably the most awesome display of Clark's powers. I mean, it's a little... looks a little off, but but it's still awesome. (laughs) When Clark stops the car, boom, and... Now Lex knows Clark's secret. And then Clark disappears and making Lex look more crazy because he claims that Clark tossed the little tossed the car like a toy. And then Clark goes to see Lana. Lex is put into Bell Reeve Sanitarium 
because he everyone thinks he's crazy. And Clark, when they're talking to Clark and Lana are talking, she decides that she can't see him anymore. But boohoo. <laughs> um, but then Lex is in is in Belle Reve and and Doctor Foster, his psychiatrist, says, "Is this what you wanted? Is this, this is my son's in a mental institution? Don't even think for a second. This is what I wanted." Then Lex visit Lionel visits Lex in the little in his little padded wall, padded cell, while the song Ache, not Ache, Hurt by Johnny Cash is playing. So that is Shattered. So I thought oh, that was a great episode. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely give it, once again, a, a, a four out of five. I'm definitely a big fan of Asylum n- next week. I mean, not next week, but Asylum, the episode after it. But... I think Shattered was a great episode. So I think I'll give it a four and a half. So I think it was a great episode. And what's interesting about both of these episodes, they both had ties to Bizarro, and they both were kind of junction points for storylines that would lead to later in the season. The storyline that was for the storylines that were for this one was obviously the Morgan Edge story and the murder of Lachlan and Eliza Luther, Lex's grandparents and Lionel's parents. And also the, the whole Lex is crazy and rocking Julian thing will come into play later in Memoria, which is 10 or 11 episodes after this. So these episodes were definitely junction points for future storylines. If only we... It'll be funny if we uh, cover... If if you guys decide to vote for Jinx as your next one, because that's also a junction point for a, a lost storyline for Season 6, namely the 33.1 story. But and also both episodes had references to things in the season six finale. You know, Clark in in lineage said he wasn't sure if he had DNA. It's confirmed in Phantom that he does. And also they use the word bizarro in Shattered. So I hope you enjoyed this review episode where I talked about lineage and Shattered. Hope and Derek and Houston will be back next week to to review the DVD of Smallville Season 6, and we'll be covering the many special features and everything that's on the DVD. But stay tuned after, after, after the break for some spoilers that have arisen already in just a day's time. So stay tuned after the break for spoilers. But if you're not going to listen to spoilers, this is Tim, and, ha- and this has been the Starkville's House of L, a.k.a. Shoe Podcast. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye. section on House of L this week. We have some new spoilers that have been leaked by Mike Ostiello who got to I guess got to view the premiere. I wasn't clear on, on that, but we got some spoilers about Bizarro. And 
that uh, in, in this episode that Lex will find himself in a watery situation that harkens back to the original pilot. Only this time, it's another alien saving his life, which we know is going to be Kara. And those folks who hated Jimmy will be happy to see that he grows a major spine and sucker punches a, young, a certain young man of steel. Now, I don't know why this is happening, because uh, when last we heard, Aaron Ashmore as Jimmy Olsen was not going to be in the premiere. But now he's going to be in the premiere. So, we'll see how that plays out. And Bizarro Clark will get his hands on Lois, and she'll kind of like it. Don't know what to make of that. Expect, and this is the one that threw me off the most, expect ma massive effects after a dam burst brings out Clark's um, hottest power. I don't know what, what he implies as Clark's hottest power is going to be. Is it going to be heat vision? Is it going to be flight? I don't know. We, we can assume from hot it's going to be heat vision, but I think Clark's hottest power is, as in coolest power, <laughs> um, is flight. And also the last spoiler, by the end of the episode, the new girl in town will be ready for her close-up, which is obviously Kara Zorel, a.k.a. Supergirl. So that's it for the spoilers, and everyone have an amazing week, and look for more House of L goodness as things get closer to the premiere of Smallville. Have a great week. Bye-bye.